This episode of Life Accelerated is brought to you by Equisoft, a leading global provider of end-to-end cloud-based solutions with deep domain expertise in the life insurance industry. To learn more, visit Equisoft.com. Now look at digital innovation and transformation end-to-end. Not only the good that the customer sees, but our ability to be able to simplify and modernize the whole end-to-end customer journey. I'm Anthony O'Donnell, and this is Life Accelerated, a podcast for life insurers striving to achieve digital transformation. In this episode of Life Accelerated, we spoke with Bill Pappas, MetLife Executive Vice President and Head of the Global Technology and Operations Organization, known as GTO. MetLife is one of the most iconic life insurance brands, and as such, it felt suitable that our guest would give us some emblematic statements. When discussing what the GTO does, Bill repeatedly emphasized MetLife's purpose, which is to be always with you, building a more confident future, with our customers being at the center of everything we do. That objective brings together life insurance's social utility, it highlights the need for competitive excellence in the marketplace, and it implies the importance of the role of technology in meeting customers' changing needs and expectations. Here's my conversation with Bill. Hi, Bill. It's such a pleasure to have you on Life Accelerated today. Tell us a little bit about your professional background, how you got where you are today, and when you took on your current role as head of MetLife's Global Technology and Operations Organization, or GTO as we'll refer to it today. Yeah, I actually worked for three Fortune 50 companies throughout my career, but the reality is I spent the majority of my career in one. I started at General Electric back when Jack Wells was the CEO, and I spent seven years with GE really honing into my audit and financial skills. And then I joined Bank of America, which I spent the last 20 years. And within Bank of America, I really spent the majority of my time running technology and operations across the different line of business. So think about capital markets, the wholesale business, but also the consumer and the wealth management business as well. And I joined MetLife in November 2019. So I'm bringing a lot of that banking and financial services experience but with the finance, technology, and the operation lenses to in the insurance industry. And one of the things that everybody asking me is, how did you make the jump from a bank to an insurance company? And I always tell the story that I got a call from my boss, then new CEO of MetLife, Michel Kalaf, and he really talked to me about his vision, the purpose, and the strategy of MetLife, and the way that he's looking at MetLife, not only within the insurance industry, but as a financial institutions. And he talked about a purpose, which is always being with you to be able to build a more confident future and think about with our associates, our customers, our shareholders, obviously, but also the communities that we've been part of. And we activate that purpose with a strategy, which is putting the customer at the center of everything that we do. So I felt very excited to be able to make a huge impact within MetLife with that purpose and that strategy. So the mission really resonated with you. So Bill, tell us what your current role encompasses, both in terms of your specific responsibilities, as well as what we might call your strategic brief, meaning what you're expected to get accomplished. I understand it's a role that's existed before, but you're bringing something new to this role. I think that's what I was more excited. There is a company that has a purpose and a strategy that puts the customer at the center but also the scope of my organization is able to really enable that activation of the strategy. So if you take a step back, my leadership team really manages 
everything after the customer. So think about, we are here to develop technology. So think about new capabilities and digital solutions for our customers. We manage the infrastructure that brings a lot of those capabilities to life on a daily basis for our customers. We're here to protect the company. So think about information and cybersecurity and data strategy that really makes sure that data fits for purpose on a daily basis as we're servicing our customers. And on the other end, we have our teams that they speak to the customer every single day. So think about our customer care and operations that the processes claims across 40 plus different countries. And in addition to all of that, which somebody will say it's a classic way of looking at technology and operations, our team is responsible for business continuity and corporate security, which obviously has been incredibly relevant over the last three years as we went through the pandemic. So we are half of the company. We have more than 43,000 people that we manage every single day to bring a lot of our customers' capabilities to life. And going back to what you just said, what is so unique about that? We see ourselves with that type of scope that we are responsible to enable the business to win in the marketplace. Well, let's talk about how you're going to achieve those objectives by reviewing your organization's priorities. I understand that there are five specific priorities that guide the organization, and maybe you could go through those briefly and discuss some of the major current or recent initiatives associated with them. So based on what we just talked about it, our GTO priorities are really grounded on MetLife's purpose. I always talk about it that there is not a need for a technology and organization function to exist if there is not a customer and if there is not a customer that needs to be able to take advantage of the process and the solutions that we provide. So we created those priorities based on that and we ground them on the purpose in our strategy. So there are five and those have been very consistent over the last three years. But we started with the first one, which is enable the business to differentiate. So it goes back to what we just talked about it. We are here to enable the business to stay competitive in the marketplace. And we're doing that by putting in place what we call a high tech and a high touch strategy. The whole idea that we need to be developing digital solutions to be able to really take the transactional nature of our customer interaction in a way that is easy for them to use those tools. But we also balance that with the ability to be able to be there and speak to somebody when they need us the most. So that's how we develop difference in the marketplace. And at the same time, we're always ensuring that we understand the customer preferences and we tailor our solution based to what they need. The second thing is how do we keep simplifying and modernizing our infrastructure? Not only we're developing new, but we need to make sure that we stay contemporary around our infrastructure. We've been around for 154 years, so we're paying very close attention to have contemporary platforms, to have the right automation, and also have the right level of cloud to be able to stay competitive. Third for us is all around protecting the company. And there is two things there. One is the work that we're doing from a cyber perspective to ensure that we safeguard customer and company assets. And the second one is around data governance, ensure data fits for purpose, and data is always protected. And we need to do all of this, and at the same time that we need to be able to manage our business in a competitive unit cost. A lot of the products that you've seen around from an insurance perspective are commodities. So the two things that differentiate that, one is the service that we provide, the other one is the price. So we're paying very close attention to that unit cost. And we cannot do any of those priorities. You cannot build more, you cannot simplify, you cannot protect if you're not able to have the right workforce. So our last priority, but also 
the most exciting priority is to make sure that we build a contemporary workforce, our ability to attract, our ability to retain, but also our ability to build a culture that people feel passionate and comfortable to achieve the career aspiration. So those five key priorities have stayed very consistent for us, and it's becoming our roadmap to execution. I feel like it's worth developing the workforce discussion a little bit more. We've heard about the great resignation. The world went through some difficulties with the pandemic and people had to work from home. People's attitudes towards work are changing. The generations are rolling over. How has it changed to attract the right kind of people? And how much does it help that you have this focus on purpose at MetLife to inspire people to work there? I think it's everything that you just talked about it. So for us, when you look at it, our priority is to make sure that we always being able to attract the skill sets that we need to be able to stay competitive in the marketplace. So we're taking a step back and ensuring that we have a really good understanding of what those contemporary skill sets looks like. How do we make sure that we have the right training to make sure that we're always upskilling our workforce? And also, how do you make sure that those skill sets are competitive from a conversation perspective across the market? So one is making sure that skill sets and training is available to everybody else. The second thing is people want to be able to have a career. And we pay very close attention what is the career path and the learning path that all our associates need to have. So they feel that not only they stay competitive, but also they are able to lead in a very different environment from even what we had six and 12 months ago. So we're paying very close attention to both the what, but also the how, and how do we ensure our leaders are staying really sharp on what does it take to be able to manage today's workforce. And the last but not least, we're paying a lot of attention on how do we develop a culture that really has people comfortable to be able to not only achieve their career aspirations, but they're comfortable enough they can bring the whole selves to work. So we're paying very close attention in terms of having the right DNI focus and the lenses on our decision-making process. We have the right sustainability to be able to ensure that we are there for all the communities that we've been part of. So for us, well, it's evolving. It's going back to some of the basics and traditional piece of attracting, retaining, and developing the culture, but also being open-minded to be able to learn. And what we also found over the last couple of years, we're learning. We're learning through how we work, which is very different today when it was even before the pandemic. So the whole idea to ensure that we're comfortable enough to capitalize on the good learning, but also acknowledging when things are not going well and our ability to pivot and our ability to be able to try something new, it's also very important in today's world and the way that we as leaders managing the workplace. Learning is vital to successful change or successful pivots, as you mentioned. So I thought we could discuss MetLife as a platform for change initiatives. It's a global organization that has been a trusted brand for more than a century and a half. What are the advantages and the challenges that go with that? And what are some of the current pressures associated with upholding the brand reputation? So for us, I think you said it, I mean, Transforming, in my view, a customer first Fortune 50 company. It's an exciting opportunity, but also it's an opportunity that we need to be able to be very thoughtful in terms of how we're doing that. For us, we're going back and said, because we're so customer focused, how do we make sure that we understand what the customer needs from a solution perspective? And then we always talked about how do we deliver those needs in a way 
that meets the way they want to be serviced. And what we founding and what we have learned over the last three years, they want both the high-tech solutions, keep me portable, easy-to-use technology solution that I can do a lot of the transactional nature of our interactions where I need to, but also make sure that you have that customer care when it matters most to me. So not only give me tools, not only give me the digital, but also I want to talk to somebody that not only understands our toolkit, but they understand who I am as a customer, who understand the products, and that we're able to make the emotion connection and ensure that we are meeting the requirements. So that is where we're paying a lot of attention. And based on that, how do you make sure that you have the right digital skill sets and solution? How do you make sure our customer care team, it has the right level of people that they understand and being able to manage empathy and also always being there with them, navigating the customer through their lives, twist and turn and developing that best in class of what they need to. And the one thing that we always talk about, we started this journey at least of the last three years, thinking with the lenses of our insurance company. And one thing that we're really kind of challenging ourselves is to make sure that we're looking through the customer and looking through the financial services. Because at the end of the day, our customer wants the best experience that they had last. And that may not be an insurance company, maybe somebody else. And what we have seen out there, they expect it to be serviced. They expect it to be protected the same way, regardless of which bucket you put those companies, insurance, financial services, or something else. That's interesting because when you went over your five priorities, the first priority was enable the business. And the immediate gloss on that was high tech and high touch. And it strikes me that you're aiming for the best that can be delivered by both humans and machines, always with an emphasis on empathy. Right. And again, one of the things that we're trying to do always is really take the pulse of our customers. And if I look at everything that we look over the last three years and those customer needs, it fluctuated. And obviously through the pandemic, the digital, it came out more broadly because there was a need for that. Very quickly went back and balanced that I need that, but I also need to speak to somebody that I can see that I can make the emotional connection, that it has the empathy, but also they're there when I need the most beyond that transactional nature. And we believe that having the right balance is going to keep us to differentiate in the marketplace. Figuring out the balance of high-tech and high-touch requires understanding the customer and the available technology. And that comes down to innovation. Very important topic for us is innovation more broadly at MetLife as an imperative within the GTO and also your concept of digital transformation and how important that is to MetLife's strategic goal of building a more confident future. For me, I think when you look at digital transformation, it just brings everything together. I'll call it is the lean spin of what needs to get done. And I look at digital innovation and transformation end-to-end. Not only the goodie that the customer sees, but our ability to be able to simplify it and modernize the whole end-to-end customer journey. So not only we're talking about digital transformation on the tools to be able to give and to our customers that they interact, but also make that experience to be as frequent as you need it to be end-to-end. So a lot of work for us is to make sure that the simplification of those processes take the friction out of that interaction and then automate it and ensure that you have the right digital tools at the hands of our customers 
to be able to interact at ease. And then going back to what we just talked about it, and this is good, but it's not good enough if you don't have the high tags, if you don't allow your customer to be able to interact with us when and if they need us the most. So I will definitely say that digital transformation from an end-to-end perspective, but also underpinning with a process that has less friction and a process that is agile enough to be able to scale as you manage across the region and across the 40 different countries that we have. But at the end, always have that human touch that is able to be there with you when you need it the most. Well, I have to say, Bill, as the host of Life Accelerated, which is a podcast about digital transformation of life insurance companies, I'm very happy to hear you say that digital transformation is the linchpin of everything. Now, that's a good segue for my next question, which is, what are the digital initiatives that you're most proud of? A lot of what we have seen the last couple of years is the need for those digital transformation in tools and solutions that help folks to be able to do a lot of the transactional nature. So we start developing digital in three different categories. How do we make sure that we're able to help them securing people's health and well-being, making sure that we're supporting a more resilient environment, and also looking at creating stability, economic stability and opportunities in the communities that we've been part of. So for that, a couple of examples, we develop secure and flexible portable solution, including AppWise, which is a financial wellness application that really focused on helping our customers build more positive financial habits. And that was one of the key feedbacks that we got throughout the pandemic. How do I make sure that I understand that I have enough to be able to navigate through what we have seen right now? We develop a 360 health, which gives customer access to more than 40 health services from the palm of your hand. So they will be able to manage the health more holistically. We have been able to develop our pet insurance application that gives access to a lot of the pet parents, the services that they need. And at the same time, again, based on the feedback, we were able to streamline and automate a lot of the core services, both from a distribution perspective, but also from a service perspective. So they will be able to access our service capability and our distribution capability in a way that is easy to use, intuitive, and quite frankly, secure as well. So those are just an example of some of those digital initiatives that really you can see goes back and meet some of the feedback that we got through our customers throughout the last couple of years. Yeah, we've focused a lot on the essential purpose of the company and how you put the customer at the center. I want to ask a question in more of a business vein of how you think of digital transformation as a competitive imperative. How important is it to maintaining a competitive position in the market? I think it's huge and I think it's always going to be there. So for us, I just don't see a difference between what we are doing versus the business. So again, we talked about we enable the business to win in the marketplace. And what does the business need to win in the marketplace? A fairly good understanding of what the customer needs on an ongoing basis and how those needs are able to change and our ability to be able to develop those solutions to meet those needs. Underneath all of this, it's how do you provide it with those technology. And the technology is the digital tools, but also the simplification of how you service them on an ongoing basis. So I always go back and said, if you look at a lot of the products that we all and our competitors are giving to the customers, I call them commodity. So how are you going to be able to differentiate? You're going to differentiate with the way that you service the customer, 
and you cannot differentiate with your price. So for us, from a digital transformation or building those digital capabilities, it's becoming imperative. So our line of business are able to meet those over the needs that changing for our customers, but also to be able to compete effectively within the marketplace. And going back to the discussion we had around the workforce and our people, we are bringing people in and we're developing our associates in such a way that they understand this and they understand the commercial nature of what we do. So this is not digital for the sake of digital. This is not technology for the sake of technology. This is understanding what it takes to service the customer, what it takes to be able to be competitive and win, and then develop those digital capabilities to help you stay competitive and differentiate. The InsureTech movement has provided new resources for insurers to be more competitive in terms of their enabling technology. I'm wondering about MetLife's approach and your approach as a leader to innovation, modernization, and transformation through working with InsureTechs. For me, a couple of things. We don't innovate for the sake of innovating. And I like the word innovation, but we believe innovation is everybody's responsibility. And we also believe innovation needs to be targeted. And we don't innovate if it doesn't have an outcome for a customer, which means either you innovate to provide us solutions that meet their needs, innovate to be able to service them better, and innovate with the idea to be able to reduce the friction that your customers may feel as they come into our company. So innovation is huge for us, but we need to make sure that, again, we need to make sure that it's very targeted innovation. You can see the, uh, the outcomes. At the same time, we're also paying very close attention to what's happening in the market. And we look a lot of the insurance tech companies to make sure, A, we understand who they are, but also make sure that we understand what is approach and how do we actually put our arms around it. As we look at it, we invest in some of them. Pet first acquisition was a very specific move that we made to be able to invest on some of the insurance tech that we believe that utilizing our skill and utilizing our subject matter expertise, we're able to make them available to a broader customer base. In some cases, we partner with them because we believe that we can share economics and we can actually be able to deliver that at the scale. And in some cases, when we see some of those fintech companies trying to take a market share for us, we also compete. So we invest on them to make sure that they're able to capitalize on that. We partner with them when we feel that we can scale the economics and we also compete with them. Innovation as a culture, we believe it's everybody's responsibility is very targeted. I don't have an innovation labs that people go in and just innovate because we feel that they completely, they disconnect from the commercial aspect of what needs to get done every day and they disconnect from our customers. So for us, it's targeted innovation, but also very targeted on understanding the insured tech opportunities and investing, you partner and you compete. Listen, Bill, I think we're going to end there because I had that idea for a further question, but I think you actually gave me the answer already. What a great interview. Thank you so much, Bill. I appreciate your time and I appreciate the questions as well. Bill took us through the GTO's five major priorities. Enable the business, simplify and modernize infrastructure, protect the business through cybersecurity and data governance excellence, reduce cost, and build a contemporary workforce. All of these objectives are critical and the interdependence between them is obvious. 
However, I was especially struck by what the GTO sees as crucial to enabling the business. High tech, high touch. In addition to being just great copy, as we editors say, Bill's statement crystallizes the moment in insurance innovation. Digital transformation is at the center of life insurance transformation and refers not just to the immediate transactional experience of customers, but all the technology behind it that makes it possible. Thank you for joining us for the Life Accelerated podcast. For more relevant content to help you achieve digital transformation, visit equisoft.com slash life accelerated.